everyone. This is Mike Brown here. You're listening to Moto X Pod Show. Songs. <clears throat> they got good ones, man. Volbeat's yeah. a good band. TJ, you ever listen to Volbeat? Two-minute intro. Two-minute intro. Two-minute intro. Well, it could be longer. Some shows do have longer ones. <laughs> but uh, anyways, what up, guys? Episode 57, Moto X Pod Show, brought to you by Broadway Power Sports. Visit BroadwayPowerSports.com, Yamaha, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Polaris, Can-Am, All Sport Dynamics. Visit MotocrossWristBrace.com. Get yourself hooked up. All three of us wear these things. They're amazing. I highly, especially if you uh, are bad about case and jumps, I definitely suggest you get a set of these. Uh, MX Girl Designs. Man, hard to beat the graphics Cha-Cha puts out. Visit at MX Girl on Instagram. That's M-X-G-U-R-L or MX Girl Designs on Facebook. Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. Visit your local dealer for details on Shock Sock products and how to get a set ordered. York Welding and Fab. Man, if you need it welded, Carl can weld it for you. Call 903-780-7369 or visit YorkWelding14 at yahoo.com. And as always, our honorary sponsor, TPJ Racing. Guys, Muscle Mark, Dark Side, TJ in the house. What up, guys? Dude, you were on point tonight. I'm doing like it, Like you're, you're firing all cylinders. <laughs> firing all cylinders. I, mean, I don't have Went through that whole read, not even one mess up. No, no blips, huh? Had, had to take a week off. Didn't have he to got edit. His, got his mind right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to. I'd want to not be here last week, but uh, peak season in the freight business, dude. Hey, right. what it is? Derek Wedding came in though. Like Derek Wedding came good. in. His voice too. We wow. gotta get him. He's like talk, <laughs> listening to Waylon Jennings talk. <laughs> that's I, right. That's I got right. a lot of messages on Derek's voice. Like good? Yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody okay, loved it. There's people like hey, he should do voiceovers, and I can't. Somebody. I can't remember who somebody told me he sounded like, but yeah. Yeah. Actually, it was Cooksey. Cooksey said he sounded like somebody. He'll be on tonight, so he'll. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I'm looking it up. I, I got the 
text here. But anyway. Big thanks to that guy. I don't think anybody missed me, it sounds like. so. I wasn't uh, here, so I did, yeah, no one misses me when I'm not here. Yeah, nobody so gives a shit here? about me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, oh, exactly. I didn't even realize exactly. he wasn't here. Well, as long as, long as uh, Dark Side's here, everybody's happy. That's right. Then that's the that's fans a, are happy. That's all they give a shit about is Dark Side. So. <laughs> Special guest in studio. She is the better half of TJ. Actually, she's all of that and more. Kathy, what's up, girl? Hey, hey, guys. How are y'all? You might recognize Kathy's voice from our Shock Socks commercial. Her and my wife both did that. I think they did a great job. We should have had your wife come in tonight, too. Yeah, I don't know. I think she had to work later. Oh, so. okay. But uh, anyways, it would be cool to get her in here at some point. She'd probably be weird about it, though. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Oh, I, I would talk her into it. Yeah, 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 if Kathy know. was here, I'm saying. Definitely, yeah. definitely. We get that going. So, Guys, what's been up in your world? Got some riding in last weekend. How yeah. about you two? No. No. I was working. <laughs> I had to take a day. The only day I got off was Sunday, and I stayed home. I mean, I had to chill. We uh, And I get to either take my kid to races or I work. Yeah. Well, That's kind of how it works out. Yeah. Oh, I'd quit taking my kid to races. That'd be me. I'll be selfish. I I'm, do have a, I'm going racing. I do have a moto mom over here. She's been dragging him all over the United States racing at Arena Cross. So. I don't think she needs you, dude. She yeah. handled handle that. No, she's got to handle like, yeah. straight up. Doc likes it better. I know that. He told me. He's, my dad's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I made that up just so you know. Oh, I know. I don't want your feelings hurt. Jamie's well, don't get me wrong. There's listeners out there that think I'm a douchebag. So. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Okay, uh, well, let's move on from that. But uh, anyways, shit's getting deep in I here. I don't think it's listeners. It was co-hosts. Oh, yeah, co-hosts. co-hosts uh, yeah, y'all, th- y'all think I'm a yes. douchebag. Oh, okay. You misunderstood the text. Ah, I got you. I got no, you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my wife's over there laughing at me, like with y'all <laughs> at me. That's, that's, that's the bad part. We have a group text between the three of us where we make fun of you all the time. Do oh, you not know that? no, no. Oh, She's like, oh, TJ, wow. TJ did this oh. today. That, oh, okay, I get it. Okay. <laughs> TJ. Well, I've got to have somebody to vent to. She's like, right. TJ cropped TJ's us TJ's never the house here. Yeah. He's never home, but that makes me happy. But <laughs> and, and, and strangely enough, I let Darkseid over here. Like with my when oh my yeah, wife me and Derek were here last night with Kathy oh, alone. Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> yeah, Derek came that, in with Derek came in with that old much, country that voice. Barry Manilow like, country if voice. If you noticed, Derek didn't say a lot. Oh, he was busy. He was busy. Oh, okay. He was helping her, you know, mow the yard. Good, Kathy, you're getting a good dose of what happens when you're not around right now. The shit we all talk. Oh yeah. no, no. I've been around guys. For tw- over 20 years. No, I got she's had lots of guys. Married. That's what she's saying. Yeah, that's what we heard. <laughs> well, TJ <laughs> is gone for extended periods of time. So hey, as know. long as they help pay the bills. Yeah, yep. kick in on the rent. That's what kick, I said. Kick you, in on the rent. My wife will, will tease me about that. I don't care as long as they kick in. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> right. so okay. I got cool. a monthly nut to crack, and they need to help. Yeah, my buddy at work has uh, his his wife's pretty good looking, and you know I'll joke with him about hey she's hot, you know just give him a hard time, and he he's like hey you get you get her for JJ, you get her problems. I'm like yeah. oh yeah, okay. that's what I say. You get you get her for JJ, you get her payments too. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> but uh, well, uh, I do have that brand new truck out there. There so, you go. You know. TJ's like, hey, and I'm paying for it. She lives at. <laughs> yeah, <such a laughs> yeah. yeah I, you know, I, I tell Amber all the time. She works in retail. I said, you need to lower that shirt button a little bit or something. You'll sell more boots. And what? She's like, well, I don't feel right. Like that's not appropriate. I'm like, I don't care. She, you know, it's a hundred percent. I tell Kathy that she's like, I don't know how to get sponsored. Help get sponsored yeah. for Doc. I said, show up in a low cut shirt and say, my yep. son needs help. Yep. Yep. I say, hey. She's like, do guys <laughs> really? Eyes at them. She got, guys don't care about going. that when they come buy boots. And I was like, look, if I was single and I came in and you were showing cleavage and she wasn't, I'm gonna 
you're going to be my salesperson. Yeah, but like, hey, can you show me everything? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm okay with that as long as – This show is off the rails right now. Oh, yeah. Well, this hey. show is never on the rails. <laughs> this is supposed to be a motocross show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So what are we going to talk about first then? Well, well – now that we're done talking about okay. now we're talking about done talking about that, I Our guess. JJ, go. What do you what do you got, buddy? What's on your mind? Um, nothing right now. I guess just not what y'all are you talking gonna, about. You gonna, nothing gonna, in TJ's mind. Go you, figure. Are you gonna ride a dirt sickle this weekend? I am. It sounds like maybe twice. Twice. Like two days. Oh. I, I may be in Saturday and Sunday too. I I actually kind of hate myself a little bit. Right before I went to work last week, <laughs> I um my my track was primo out there. I mean, it was a great. And my bike was sitting out. I had it out of the shop because I was moving some stuff around. I thought, man, I could hop on my bike and go spin some laps. It'd be awesome. And then I looked down, and I got that platinum pipe, or not platinum, that works pipe, and it's all blue and per- perfect. And I'm like, but I don't want to clean it afterwards. You, you need know, to hang <laughs> that damn thing on the wall and get a pipe. You don't I know, care about That's exactly up. what I was thinking about. Yeah. I need to just cut, need to buy a platinum pipe so yeah. I can just go out there and spin laps and not have to spend an hour cleaning every time. Yeah. Right. If, you, if you have a two-stroke that has a pretty pipe on it for a long time, you ain't doing it or something right. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I take it off every time I wash the bike. I plug the really? cylinder. I scrub I it down every time. Hell no. I let but, mine rust. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I don't remember my – like, I had one of those FMF Platinums or whatever That's what I've got. back in the day. And I don't remember it rusting. Maybe it did. I think I might have a fatty. Well, I don't know what I got. Yeah. That thing. But I'm thinking about, like, maybe trying to get my hands like a second-hand, you know, beater pipe just to practice with. Yeah. Get Carl to build you one. Yeah. yeah. And probably, yeah. probably could. Yeah, you could probably get Moeller's probably got one uh, for that <laughs> for bike. For 125, that's they, a bike. They've got so many Yamaha parts in their shop. He showed me a picture one time, and I was like, holy crap, I need to get a Yamaha. Yeah. <laughs> just to get parts from Just them. to get parts. But, uh, dude, I'm ready to spend some laps Sunday for sure. Johnsonville and Max, that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It was really awesome last Sunday. I'm digging my Suzuki right now. It's uh, I've been having – the more I've been getting seat time, the better I feel on it. It's been fun, man. It's been a lot of yeah, you're fun. in the, the, the RM Army like the, Mathis? I'm in the RM Army like Mathis and another another one of our guests tonight, long time. Yeah. That RM is RM Army, Army life. That is uh, – he is the RM Army. He's like the general of that thing. So we're going to talk to old Barry Carson here Barry a little Car- bit. Do I get to meet uh, him at, at Minio's? That dude's smile is just takes his whole face up. That dude is awesome. He's, he's happy about life. All he he's does happy is ride about dirt bike. Everything. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> he probably retired from motocross off contingency money. I mean, he had a nine to five job and wife and kids and still racing. Yeah. You know, I mean, that kind of stuff. And still making, like, I want to say it was in 2001, 2002, he was, um, what, like, got 14th at a national. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And what he started in 80, what was it? You looked it up. Yeah, Wait. no, his first year was 86. 86. And so in yeah. 01 or 0, in 2000 or 01, he got 14th at a national. His first, yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's, that's he, <laughs> he basically, yeah, dude, his career basically went like 21 years or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, of a just, national number. And like and, no and injuries, he, right? And let me tell you something. He, he raced 125 just about every year of it. I know. Is, you know what I'm saying? And, and we got to meet him, and Kathy got to meet him. He's a, he's a tall guy. Yeah, I've never met Barry in person. Yeah, you got to pull that mic up there. I'm sound like Mathis right. here. There you go. Sorry. But damn it, Watson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She probably didn't, she didn't get that reference. But she doesn't get. Later that. on, after that, we're going to talk to Miss Courtney Lloyd, the uh, Motocross of Nations team manager for uh, Team Canada, and yep. uh, we're going to have our buddy Chris Cooksey from Fly Racing on after that, and shoot the bull with him. And I guess we'll. we'll I guess that'll be locals only tonight. Yeah, and yeah, I didn't get anybody else. So. Tell, we can have Kathy on for locals. Only. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. right. She can be our locals only. Locals yeah. only for like Moto Mom life. Yeah. Well, she's no cook, so she works. You know. That's true. That, that's why I couldn't be in locals she, only. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Oh, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But uh, man, it'll be. Uh, I, 
I am ready for Supercross to start. How about you, dudes? It's close, man. What, three and a half weeks, four weeks, something yeah, like that? something like that. It's, uh, I'm just chomping at the bit to watch Anaheim on. I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, and I can't wait to be there for Houston. From what That's I hear on the on all the podcasts that Mathis has put out that um, and everything is that Kenny is under the radar as far as, like, blazing fast, and nobody's been talking about him anywhere else but Mathis is talking about him. So, well, that's pretty much all it takes. So if Mathis starts yeah. talking about him, the whole damn. I'm just saying, like, I'm surprised that, like, and, and and so I mean, other guys, we they were talking to the Privateer podcast. I don't know if you heard that with, with, with Anthony, Anthony Maps. Yeah, yeah, they were said that, like, yeah, I don't know, bro. Yeah, yeah they said they'd put. Or uh, Adam said if he had a million dollars, he'd put it on Kenny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But then I, you hear everybody that comes on, it's like, oh, you know, like. Bradley Taft is flying. Of course, that's lights, but you know, Taft is flying and but Filthy Phil's flying. Everybody's flying right now. Back, back to that Intignat brothers thing. Remind me when the, we're off air to tell y'all something. Okay, okay. just remind me. Okay. All, right. All right. But uh, anyway, yeah, no, I, I want to know who's going to do what. I don't t- put a lot of stock in who wins the first race. Right. Because it doesn't always matter. Uh, yeah. How many times has Kenny won it, you know? Or how many times has um, Grant? Didn't he win it twice? He won it once. Once? Okay, yeah. I thought he won it twice. Mil- but yeah. You know, um, Millsaps won it. Millsaps won it. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is like a really weird – I don't know. Yeah, anyway. it's always open, – opening race is always a little odd. I know Mike LaRocco would win it if you, t- you know, <laughs> yeah. two, three years in a row back <laughs> yeah. in the day. And, uh, you know, unfortunately never ra- – what is he going to do this year? No, I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything. I don't know. Did y'all look at the track map? That I saw the one for A1, yeah. There's, there's one set of whoops, and if it's built like it is in that track map, which probably won't be, they're pretty gnarly. They need to make those things bigger at Supercross. I'm sorry. Everybody. Well, they don't do it for the first round normally. Well, well they, yeah. haven't, they haven't in the last couple of years done it for hardly any of the rounds where they make them big. Right. They're more I, like rollers than whoops. I, I mean, feel like at Supercross they need to make those things big because those are the best in the world, and that's what it should be. Like, what are you going to do to separate everybody, you know? Everybody can jump now. They're all on four straight. Well, they yeah. want Kenny to be able to stay. Um, what's it called? They want Marvin to be able to stay close to Kenny, so they're going to have to take <laughs> yeah. the whoops out. He might not be able to anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, definitely on his day, but, I mean, you saw how many times Tomac beat his ass last year. Yeah. You know? I feel like Marvin's going to be the most consistent, though. I don't know, man. I feel like maybe, but I still feel like everybody needs to, like, Tomac is my favorite for this title right now. Really, I still want to say that Ken, I still want to believe that Kenny can be the guy. We well, just got to see it because, dude, he his arms that's gnarly. Yeah, I think he can adjust. I think he'll be okay, but we'll see. I think I'm rooting for like a dark horse this year. Like I was somebody to know what like like none of that well, top three. I, I like that's Dean, what I'm rooting I like for. Dean I like Dean Wilson. Baggett's my dark horse. He's Dean, my fourth guy. Yeah, Dean, Dean Dino's mine. For I got, sure, I got Dino fifth. And Tickle is on that program now i'll tell you what I, and, we got a lot of dark horses oh, i think it's it good now when, we, when the motocross season starts it, you know those two we just talked about i'm gonna put baggett ahead of tickle in um um really wilson, wilson yeah mm-hmm. but in supercross i'm gonna put him behind both of them right and that's no that's disrespect no, that's no that, disrespect there's I that's that. just my thought on it yeah you know so i feel like tickles is is probably as consistent a guy as you could want out there He'll be good, and I just feel like Wilson's coming up. You and, know? and you know who neither uh, none of us have talked about is Anderson. Yeah, Anderson. I had him like sixth. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because I, because I got Baggett. Anderson's going to probably win a race. He's probably going to be on the podium some, and he's probably going to have some bad rounds. Yeah. Just, now that's just going off what I've seen in the past. So do y'all consider Anderson a, like a dark horse? No, because no. he should be a Because he's considered that kind did. of one of the, the – top four i think okay most guys i would okay. actually say go ahead and put anderson in front of uh wilson and um 
Baggett. Baggett. Um, Tickle and Baggett. Yeah. yeah. Well, because Anderson's won races before. Right. Like, you can't discount. You can't discredit that. The dude's legit. What do you think, yeah. Kathy? <laughs> she's like, huh? Well, speaking of season openers too, like that, he's a he's a season opener winner. I think that was his Who? first win in the big class. Anderson. Oh Anderson, yeah. yeah. So one of his, yeah, because he only got was well, he got three. So it was one of one of his first two wins was in there. Yeah. So, but I don't remember which one. But I know I'm right on that. New starting gates. That'll be cool. Yep. Yep. Using yep. the grates. Yeah, that'll be different. We don't really think that'll matter. But they started on them at Minio's, and it's different. And, and the guys all came off the line together, it seemed like. It mm-hmm. was like normally you'll have, like, half the guys, half a bike link in front of everybody. When they came over the gate, almost everybody was bar to bar. Now, what they do from there yeah. makes a difference. But And I think that, and well, we were talking about the Minio's, talking about Hurt My Son, he's used to getting a good jump off the line yeah. and able to elbow people back, and then everybody's come off the line with him. So what do you all think now? Does that, does that uh, help or hurt first-turn pileups? Um, I think there's going to be more first-turn pileups because yeah. everybody's going to be more bunched up. I don't know. If you're side-by-side, side, you maybe you have less of a chance of hitting wheels together. You think there'll be less pileups before you get to the first turn for that and then more once they – because once they funnel into that turn, it narrows down. Then somebody's got to go somewhere. Right. Yeah. But somebody's got the break. Mm-hmm. It'd be it, interesting. I'm it definitely evens out the playing field for the people that are not good uh, off the line at the, at the start. Right, yeah, it gives them a chance, and mm-hmm. then you throw in the uh, the uh, triple crown format they're going to have this year. That's going to be interesting to see what happens. When does there. that start? Uh, they, when is the first one? It's uh, Anaheim, Anaheim two, I think. Anaheim two. So that, that's like round three. It's or Anaheim four. two, Minneapolis, and Indianapolis. Is, Indian, is Dallas one of the? Was one of them. Is no, Dallas one of the maybe. East West shootouts? Yeah. Yes. No. No. Yes, no. no. It's not. I, what I just told you was these. So I don't know. Shit. No. I, I was just um, curious. I was just curious. That would seem like it'd be a, the greatest place to do it. <laughs> I wish they would. Back yeah. in the day, they used to yeah, do that. Yeah, I know. But I don't know. I've been watching a lot of old Supercrosses lately. I can't really get enough of them. Right. I'd rather, I, just, I don't know. It's good stuff. been watching some of the ones from like 02 and 03, James on 125. Yeah. yeah i got to go back and watch some more of those. I have that it's hard not, drive full of time yet. Is yeah. It? Well, it, it, whenever you want to. He can yeah, call him early. Good. He told him he's cool. Whatever, yeah. Figure that out. All right. Hey, this is Heather Kiefer, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. All right, guys. We're going to get to our first guest. This man, longtime professional, supercross, motocross, privateer, longtime Suzuki rider, had a career spanning from 1986 to 2007. It's none other than Barry Carston. Barry, what's up, buddy? Uh, no, I'm just hanging out in the cold. Is it, where, where are you at, Barry? Um, I'm in New Jersey, uh, right on the coast. I bet it is cold up there. Yeah, it don't, I don't think it, it gets warm up there, does it? Like, it's it's pretty cold all year, it seems like to me, compared to Texas. Well, yeah. Um, no, it, it, it's been a, a mild winter till the uh, last couple of weeks, and uh, we had some snow the other day, and now it's going to be like 23 degrees tonight. Jeez oh, wow. Louise. So, well, yeah. well, Barry, I got to meet you there at the Minios and watch you ride out there. And just the fact that you're still out there, I mean, getting podiums at, at, at nationals. And I know they're amateur nationals, but still pulling podiums, man. That was pretty awesome to watch some of the battles you had out there. Yeah, um, we still ride and race a lot. Um, I don't practice as much as I used to, but uh, I do race every weekend, and I enjoy it. And I have a kid that races, so it keeps me going. Yeah, your boy did pretty good out there, didn't he? Yeah, he had a real good moto in the college boys. Um, he went one six and got a fourth overall, so that was good for him. Yeah, yeah, we I definitely got to watch him out there riding too. So, 
Um, so basically, tell us what you've been doing since what? When did you retire? Like three years ago? I mean, you had such a long career, but you retired in like, what? Oh four. Well, the only thing I reti- the only thing I retired from was racing pro races. Right. Um, I still race. You know, I, like I said, I probably raced even more. I raced every weekend, and um, um, you know, I go to Florida um, right around Christmas for about a month and race, and then I sneak down there a couple more times before Daytona. And, yeah, uh, I had a good time doing it. Now I noticed uh, the last year you raced super, according to the Racer X Vault. Anyways, the last year you raced Supercross was 2003. Had you just had enough at that point? Because you raced motocross of s- several more years after the, on the professional level. Uh, were you just over Supercross at that point? And just wanting to do motocross? Um, no. What happened was it was just hard to do that one fast lap to qualify. Um, right. You know they went from you know they went from you know dropping a gate to qualifying to, you know, hey, go one fast lap and the fastest guys go race and that was that was a little harder for me. Yeah, that's a so. difficult that's a difficult way to do it. I, I don't know that I like that so much. I liked it better when they had to race for it. Yeah. You, know, you could get in and watch those qualifiers. It was pretty fun. Yeah. yeah, you can um there's a lot of guys that can go faster a lap, but um, you know, there's a lot of guys that can't last you know, a whole moto or, or be strong and figure it out. So. Right. As far as the two different disciplines, Supercross, Motocross, did you have a preference? I mean, did you like Supercross equal to Motocross, or did you like one more? Um, I liked them both. Um, you know, I, I, do, I didn't do all the Supercrosses. I only did, like, the East Coast. Right. But after, like, six rounds, um, it was getting, you know, enough that you couldn't wait for outdoors, you know. Yeah. And, and and also in the in the um, supercross season it's cold um so wherever you go it's always cold where you know nationals are hot you know and that's awesome you know so so you like that longer motos in the heat and all that kind of well, stuff it's more fun to ride when it's not freezing <laughs> yeah 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 now tell us this barry you 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 probably still are riding suzuki's you've been riding suzuki's shoot probably i don't know how how, how many years have you been on a yellow bike I went on Suzuki in 1989 was my first year I bought one. Oh wow! And did you ever have you ever been off a of Suzuki since '89? Um, I mean, I rode other bikes, but um, you know, never bought one or or <laughs> I, I I raced a Cowie once and I raced a Honda once, but um, you know, Suzuki was the only brand I ever owned and bought. That's so. that's kind of funny. I I started racing motocross, got into it at about. 14 years old and my first bike was an 89 RM125. It's about the same time you got on a 125. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I um I started in 1979 and I was on a YZ80 and then I uh I started um you know, I got off the Yamaha's in 88 and got on the Suzuki's in uh, 89. So Now tell us what yeah. uh what prompted that decision? Did you just get more support? Was the contingency better or what 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 went in your thought process on that? Well, that's what happened. Uh, Yamaha had, had contingency, and um, they conti- for for 1989 they completely dropped their contingency program. Um, and I, you know, looked into Suzuki and Kawasaki, which who had you know real good contingency programs at the time, and uh, you know I liked the Suzuki better, so uh, I went with that. I got a little bit of support, you know, right off the bat from a dealership, and uh, I've been riding them ever since. 
Well, that brings me back. You brought up the contingency deal. That brings me back to how much have you ever sat down and put pencil to paper about how much you have made over the years and just straight contingency from Suzuki? Um, I never added it all the way up, but um, Suzuki told me I made more money than some of the workers. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what was your best year? Do you even know that? Um, yeah, one year uh, Suzuki came out and uh, they paid a bunch of uh, you know Suzuki support riders um, double contingency. Oh wow! And um, you had to, you know, they had to be approved by the, you know, you know, from Suzuki, but you also had to, you know, get through it, you know, yeah. have it done through a Suzuki dealer. And um, it was a good year. <laughs> it was a real good year. You can't give us a That's ballpark. Awesome. What kind of year? What kind of was a good oh, year? Um, Quit trying to get into the man's bank account, TJ. I'm just trying to find out. <laughs> well, I I would say it was about fifty thousand. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> because. Now, you know, the average back then was about twenty-five, you know, thousand. I made, you know, with just with contingency, and then if you doubled that, you know, which they wow. did, um, that's that's how come it was that good. Now, and, uh, um, th- now tell me this: How do you still have any of those old bikes laid around? Do you have just a, a garage full of old Suzuki parts? How's that go? Um, I hate old bikes. Um, <laughs> that's that's you know that's what I practice on, so uh, I can keep my my race bikes fresh. But um, the oldest bike I got is a 2015 um, RMZ 450. There you go. So and, if we have, if we and, need like like a brake lever off of like a, a 90s model RM, you probably don't have it laying around. Is what you're saying? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have any. Actually, I had a buddy of mine. He, he picked a tire up for me because he went and bought a a 1983 YZ80. Uh, and I said, what do you want that for? He goes, well, that's what we used to ride back in the day. And I'm like, man, I don't want to ride none of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do get better over the years. I've got a, a newer Suzuki as well, and it's it's one of I've, it's I've probably had three or four Suzukis. I love them. You just can't beat the beat the turning on one of those bikes. Yeah, I just uh, picked up my new 18 uh, about a week ago. Uh, actually, had it in the kitchen uh, last night and the night before, uh, greasing it and everything. <laughs> in the nice. kitchen. Well, it's too cold outside right now. My wife's in here in the studio, and she's over there just shaking her head. Like yeah. she, I, She's actually come home with me having bikes tore apart in the living room before. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my wife's cool enough. Uh, it's a brand-new bike. had no gas or oil or anything, so we just rolled it in the front door, <laughs> set it on the she's kitchen. Lucky. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, mine my, my was dirty yeah. and greasy when I did it, so yeah. I got in trouble. I definitely got in trouble. Nobody here that knows you is shocked about that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, tell us a little bit that new, uh, you know, the new RMZ 450. I, I personally, just looking at the bike, love it. it, it it's kind of gotten butchered a little bit in the shootouts. Tell us your thoughts on that bike, because if it's a Suzuki, man, I feel like it's awesome regardless. But tell us what you think. Um, I think these bikes are so – every all these bikes are so good anymore. Um, a good rider is going to win on any bike. Um, you could see that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, you know, with Roxon, you know, you know, going from Suzuki dominating the outdoors to getting hurt on the Honda to you know Dungey going from Suzuki to KTM and winning on them. So that's a good point. Know, I mean, yeah. so yeah. have have you messed with that like new rear suspension, that balance free rear end? Have you got that dialed in? Are you sending it to somebody? Or no, I, d- I didn't even ride the bike yet. Like I said, I oh. it all up. It makes it a lot easier because then you go about three or four months before you have to do it again. And uh, <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't even set it up. I'm taking it to Florida with me uh, at Christmas, and uh, I'll, I'll dial it in down there. 
Well, there you go. You got to, I know you spent a bunch of time down there in Florida, and from what I hear, you've got to get to ride with and know a young James Stewart. Yeah, when I was younger, um, my wife's uh, father lived uh, in the next town over, and a friend of mine that I met knew James, and um, I got to go over his house, and you know he was he was just going from his 80s to his 125s, and um, he he used to ride at this house that I would go to and ride at. So um, I actually picked him up a couple times, went and ride with him, and uh, it was funny because uh, he goes, "Man, you're really fast," <laughs> and I said. Well, I've been around a while, you know, and this is, you know, a long time ago, too. Yeah. But I, but I told him, I said, you don't have to worry about it. The day you race me, uh, you'll have the bite. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, you'll know what I mean when you have the bite. And, and about six months later, he came home from California, and I seen him at his first national. He goes, I got the bike. That factory bike. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. He got the factory bike, yeah. I don't, I don't think there's ever been anybody better on a 125. He was spectacular to watch. But that, that's cool to hear that. That's a neat story. Yeah, so it, it was cool meeting him. Um, we get to go to Carmichael's and, uh, you know, see, you know, how he grew up and, you know, what, you know, stuff he did and all that. And that's really neat. You know, a lot a lot different than my my the way I did it, you know. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, Barry, what what uh, what what is your uh, what is your trade by day? Like, what do you do for a living outside of of motorcycles? Um, I always worked on uh, RVs, motorhomes, trailers. Oh, wow. Um, my yeah, my dad was um, he was a a service manager at a, a camper place, and uh, you know, I started off when I was twelve. I used to wash them, and then I started working on them. So, um, you know, I worked my whole life. Um, you know. Well, my dad being my boss, I was able to take off and go racing or take off early and go practicing. So it worked out good. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed, you know, racing and then actually enjoy working too. So it's not, a, not, it's not a hard thing to do. do. Do the guys you work with, do they know that they're out there working with like a legend? No, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> I was just another guy and they made fun of me and I'm, you know, <laughs> right. That's funny. They didn't know. They didn't yeah. know you. They didn't turn the TV on and see you on TV you know, riding dirt bikes, huh? Um, back then, you know, it was it was hard to catch a motocross on TV. Yeah, and stuff. Well, that's true. And yeah. you know, and there's a few races that you know people brought me VHS tapes and I watched <laughs> them. You know, and you know, I'd never even seen these races myself. You know. Right. <laughs> So do you have a highlight, like a single race that just stands out as like, okay, this was the best best night or um, best race of my life? Um, well, like I said, my, my favorite outdoor race was uh, Binghamton. Um, I used to go up there a couple times a year just to, you know, practice on the track, you mm -hmm. know, for the race. And um, I just had a, I had a real great motor there one time. Came out about 18th and just worked up to, uh, to 8th. And uh, that was probably my best race ever in the pro race you know um just you know getting a top eight like that and that was really cool yeah. i mean i finished fifth before but that was a mud race and we didn't even know what place i got that's what they told me i got <laughs> right that's awesome right right that, that was before transponders and all that stuff i actually i laughed carmichael you know wow and then uh the, and then the next motor, we lap me. Yeah. I guess he unlapped me back. <laughs> How many people can say that though? How many people can say I lap Carmichael? That's yeah, that's true. Well, that that weekend, I think a lot said it. But. <laughs> well, we don't have to tell anybody that. 
Oh, now, yeah. Barry, you wore uh, MSR gear for a long time. Now, I know they've kind of shifted towards just an off-road focus. Are you still wearing it? What, what are you up to now? Well, I actually, um, my first turn pro, um, I rode, like I said, I rode Yamaha for a couple of years, and uh, Answer was, like, kind of working with, um, with Yamaha a little bit. So I had Answer gear for a little bit, and then I switched to MSR with Lisa Thetson, and then... Um, and then just these last couple of years, um, I went over to answer again because um, MSR stopped making, um, you know, the motocross gear and uh, yeah. tried to put some more emphasis on the answer side. Where do you answer gear? Uh, fits good and actually looks pretty good, too. So Yeah, that's what my son's in, answer gear. These guys over here are like fly for life, but my son's <laughs> a sponsored answer rider, too. So Yeah. Yeah, I, and, I, live, uh, in, I live in Bree fly racing, but. But answers got some pretty sick stuff. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, I mean, all the gear is honestly pretty good. I mean, it doesn't all look good though, and that's what matters. <laughs> so, that answer, yeah. that new answer stuff does look really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, I have the new lightweight stuff. Um, I wore actually one race down there. Um, the one day it was a little bit hot, and uh, it's like not even wearing gear. Right. You know? Right. I wish I, had it, wish I had it back in the day. Well, before we let you go, real quick, I got a question. What's your What's your plans? I know you're going to Florida, but like, what's you and your son's plans? Like, you'll hit Daytona. What What all y'all got planned out for? Like, I guess racing for this next year. Yeah, um, you know, I was playing. With, you know, we go down uh, for the month of January, and you know, that's when you ride and train real hard. And then um, we're going to try to hit Daytona. Maybe leave Daytona, go right to one of the Texas Nationals. Um, at that time, my work's still slow, so you know, we're we're able to probably do that. And then. Um, get back home, you know, late February, March after Daytona, and then, um, you know, we hit a couple from here and, and just, you know, race a lot of local races and, you know, win some series that we do up here. Well, good deal. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, contingency, right? Yeah. Contingency races. Right? <laughs> yeah, most of the races, yep, most of the races we hit are contingency races. We do about three or four different series, and, um, you know, on any given weekend, there's probably a Suzuki race that we go hit. Right on, man. Well, uh, ho hope to catch up with you at one of these Texas races soon and get to meet you in person, shake your hand. Uh, we appreciate your time tonight. We, we know you're – It's late. late yeah. It's late where you East are. Coast. You've probably got better things to do than yak with us. But thank you for your time tonight, Barry. Hey, thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, and as I said, we get out to Texas. I uh, hope you come up and see me, and uh, I'll, I'll come up in the tower and talk with you. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thanks, Barry. See you later, buddy. All right, you guys, thanks. Okay, Bye -bye. take care, man. Bye. Barry Carson, ladies and gentlemen, that was cool. He's a legend. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's funny Look, thing. At, TJ's excited. Look at him. He liked that. Kathy was there when I saw when I ran into him at where we we, we were at a Olive Garden. Olive Garden, and I just like stopped in my tracks and I turned around. I was like, I know him, <laughs> and I went back inside and I'm like, you're and it, I was, you know I put in the face again. He's like, yep, Barry Carson. I was like, Barry, that's right. I was just, oh my uh, lord, yeah, uh, yeah. So I kind of like, hey, I hear you totally. I guess you say fanboyed out. Yeah. I get that all the time, but from the other way. <laughs> dark side. Oh my God. Dark side. Oh my God. So dark commercial side. Commercial break to go so I, I had, You know, cow, as much yeah. as you guys bust my balls, I gotta, you know, I gotta run with it. All right. Well, hey, <laughs> we're gonna go to commercial break and be back with Courtney Lloyd after he gets some air out of Dark Side's head. Yeah. Well, good luck. <laughs> hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses shock socks, the original and number one 10 second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. 
Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. In business since 1989, Broadway Power Sports and Tyler strives to provide a superior product with superior service. From motorcycles to watercraft, their full parts and service department, they can get you taken care of with great brands like Can-Am, Polaris, Yamaha, Suzuki, Sea-Doo, and Victory. And don't forget they have firearms too. Broadway Power Sports is your one-stop recreation shop. Broadway Power Sports can match any online price. They can have most orders by the next day for no extra charge. With a friendly staff that offers a personal touch with a smile, how could you go wrong? Call 595-6288 or click broadwaypowersports.com and save. That's 903-595-6288 and tell them Moto Xbod sent you. Dark Side here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com, and that's mxgirl, G-U-R-L, and tell her Moto X-Pod sent you. Hey guys, Muscle Mark here. I want to introduce you to my friends over at York Welling and Fab. From new construction, truck beds, barbecue grills, and anything else you can come up with, York Welling and Fab has you covered. With deep motocross roots and 20 plus years experience, York Welling and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369 and tell him Moto X Pod sent you. What's up, Moto X Pod listeners? This is Dark Side, and as motocross racers, one of our top priorities is safety. That's why All Sport Dynamics wrist braces are one of my favorite products. All Sport Dynamics sees themselves as the Picasso of safety braces. Their passion for design and developing beautiful braces never stops. They've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the sports industry and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every brace for the pro chasing the championship or the six-year-old whose mom wants to avoid a broken bone. Please try Allsport Dynamic Wrist Braces. Go to motocrosswristbrace.com or check out Instagram at wristbraceguy or call 936-569-1003 and ask for Jeff Brewer or Gary White. And keep in mind, these are the wrist braces that Justin Bogle, Joey Savacci, Weston Pike, Adam Cianciarello, Matt Gerke, and Brock Tickleware in their pro careers. Check them out, All Sports Dynamic Braces. All right, guys, welcome back again. Big shout-out, Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, All Sport Dynamics. What did you just do? I, I don't know what happened. Just well, keep anyways. going. Sorry, Courtney. MX Girl Design, Shock Socks, York Welling and Fab, <laughs> TPJ Racing. Coming up next, team manager for Canada's Motocross of Nations team, Miss Courtney Lori. Courtney, what's up? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me again. Yes, well, ma'am. thank you for coming on again. 
no worries. Yeah, this time er everybody's in studio this time, so. Yeah, we had a <laughs> sorry about the hiccup last week. Or last time, yeah. Oh, that's well, the last two times, because you left early sick the first time she was on, remember? Did I? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, it's so. my apologies. Oh, yeah. I did, I did. My apologies for that. Oh, that's okay. Don't stress. I think I actually did show it the first time I was supposed to be on because I was sick, too. So yeah, that's true. That was true the week before, yeah. So, well, you know, how did, uh, how were you, were you satisfied with the 13th place at MX of Nations? Because I think that's pretty killer. Pretty awesome. Yeah, it was, I was satisfied. I kind of wanted to top 10 again because that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but considering, like, the mud, I didn't even think we were going to finish, to be honest. So it was just, I didn't even actually know where we placed because I couldn't even tell where anybody was. <laughs> and I was like, we're either dead last. I have no idea. And then, so when it turned out we were 13th, we were all super pumped because none of us had any idea where it was. It was such a weird day. Yeah, you know, and, and with Benoit, being injured you know they there wasn't maybe some people didn't think you guys were going to do as well as you did you know with not having him without having him but Medaglia uh, Fasciati and Moffenbeier came through and I mean hell 13th was awesome yeah for sure it was good I know everyone was kind of like oh without Kevin there you know we're not going to even make the final and you know and and don't get me wrong Kevin's ride the year before is what got us our top 10 100% he was unbelievable but we have a lot of talent in Canada, too, so it was kind of cool in a way, too, because then, you know, with Colton and Tyler and Sean all getting to go, it was kind of like we were the underdog, so there was no pressure on us, I don't think, which right. is cool. All three, all three of those guys are world class riders, so I, I didn't, I mean, obviously it sucks not having Benoit, but I figured, saw the lineup going in, I was like, that's still a pretty solid team. I, I like that team, you know? Yeah, I agree. It was. And even just the group, like Tyler and Colton have been racing together for so long, and Sean's even been riding with them for a long time. So they're all really good friends to begin with. So the trip and, like, how our team kind of works compared to maybe your guys' team is a lot different. Yeah. And it was just a fun week. Like, the whole experience was fun, and we all stayed in that castle, which was sick. And Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so nobody's cool guy in each other. Everybody's actually a team. That's neat. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, they all – they went to like the beach together they went to sightseeing together and we all ate together like it's just it's a really because they were smaller too so it's different but it's kind of like a, a vacation with your friends yeah. and then we have to break again, right. you know yeah i think that that's i wish the u.s would do that you know make it a team thing where everybody hangs out together i just i think that that makes the atmosphere better i think for the team and the fans that are coming there to watch to have it comes from their nationals. Their nationals, I hear from yeah. everybody goes up there, says it's like that. It's all right. everybody's hanging out, almost like an amateur day. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That was actually my biggest surprise with the U.S. team. Like when we were in Italy, I didn't realize that that they all didn't even pit together. Yeah. And I said to Christina, "What do you mean you guys aren't pitted together?" She's like, "No, he's over there, and they're over here." I'm like, "Oh." That just seems huh. ridiculous. Yeah, that's re that's retarded. They need to fix that. <laughs> yeah. So, um. Tell us about this upcoming. I know you work with, um, work for Cycle North Power Sports, and you have a big amateur program. But tell tell me what you're gathering, what your opinion is of this 2018 outdoor series that Canada is going to have this year. It's a new series, new uh, promoter, if I'm not mistaken. What do you think about it? Yeah, um, I think it's going to be awesome. So they're doing they're they're doing what's called a triple crown, but you don't have to do all three events. Like an outdoor guy can just do outdoor. But the, for the triple crown. 
whoever has the most points after the arena cross, the three super crosses, and the outdoor series is going to get a hundred grand from Rockstar. That's so, awesome. That's a cool way to get our guys riding twelve months out of the year. Like we really don't ever, we never have that. Kind of just a few months of outdoor, and then our BC arena cross series that we're doing right now, mm-hmm. and then that's kind of and they also go to the states. So, I think it's going to be cool, and I think like with the, the whole family, like I think there's five brothers or six brothers. And they're all involved. So it's like all different aspects of it. Cole's still racing. Justin's the promoter. Kyle's like the track guy. And like, so it's just, it's kind of neat that they all have a different outlook on it. And they're going to bring new ideas. They're going to pump some more money into the series. So I think it's going to be really exciting for Canada. Yeah, I'm excited because there's a new TV package too, isn't there? Yeah, we're actually going to have it on Canadian TV this year, which will be awesome. I wonder how we can hijack that down here. Yeah, I want to watch that. <laughs> I think it actually plays down there anyways. Like, you guys have actually always got our national, but it's never been played in Canada before. And so now it's both. Awesome. So, wait, the Canadian nationals didn't play on Canadian TV? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's what well, I definitely I used to I used to have them on the DVR all the time, and yeah. I loved watching the oh six oh seven. See, I th- I still have one of those. I think it was oh six when Dusty Clatt won. I think Clatt won. So, it. Yeah, yeah. So I have oh seven still. Like I burned them all. I had a DVD recorder, and I would record them all onto DVD so I can still watch those. But yeah, dude, I, I oh, was nice. a huge Dusty Clatt fan. He just I, I've said this before. Like I love the announcers. I love the. Uh, excitement those guys have during the races and i love how they say yamaha so <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm all in with the canadian stuff man i love it yeah i do too i do too they're awesome i know um justin's been talking to a couple of the of the people that were involved with the old series about coming back so you might actually see those guys back you never know oh cool now is anybody actually gonna race the old series or is it going away I don't know. <laughs> I, don't. I was under the impression that it had got bought no, out. The CMRC one, you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's done. Sorry, yeah. No, Dustin bought him out. Yeah, I yeah. thought they bought him out. Yeah. Oh, did they buy him out? Okay, cool. Hey, hey, Courtney, are you on, sp- are we, are you on speakerphone? Yeah, is it annoying? Well, it's just going in and out a little bit. Not trying to be... A butthole. It's not good. It's not good enough sound quality for dark side. Oh, so God. the only annoying one, <laughs> the, only, the only annoying one in this uh, phone call is on our end of the phone. So don't. Okay, worry I'll be quiet now. <laughs> Sorry, Courtney. Is that better? That's no, so you're good. fine. That's okay. I'm just being lazy, really. It, yeah, it, and um, uh, so what about the uh, Cycle North Power Sports amateur stuff? What, what do you got going this year, big? So right now we're doing the BC Arena Cross Series, which is the Future West Series. And um, so we've got, I have 32 amateurs on my program, but in this arena cross, I probably only have about 10 that do arena cross. So that's been fun. And then I picked up Carson Brown for the series too. So we're leading the pro 250 and the pro 450 classes right now. I saw that. I was pumped. I was pumped for you guys on that. Carson's an amazing rider. Thank you. Yeah, he's unbelievable. And he's such a nice kid. And like his mom and dad are amazing people. So it kind of, it came together like, last minute we started the series off with jeremy medallia and then i was looking for another rider and it carson had already come up and so it just kind of worked out good so we got the program dialed in in a day and he likes it he likes the red bikes which is good for me yeah it's a different different uh deal for him he's been on uh cowies for well no he's on huskies before he's on the cowies so i guess yeah he, he switched a few times but 
Well, I got a question for you. Me and my, my wife's sitting in here, too. She drags my son around to all the arena crosses here, halfway across the United States, and we've been pushing my son into the arena cross, and you, and you have a team, and push, and you said only 10 of your kids do the arena cross stuff? Yeah, yeah. Well, the other ones, they just don't like it. It's too tight. It's, it's a lot more technical than outdoors, and it's fast-paced, and just a lot of them just aren't into it. Yeah, well, I believe that that's the future of the sport as far as getting arena, getting arena cross skills that will translate into supercross. And um, I've been talking mm-hmm. to the kids that train with my son. I keep telling all those kids, like, y'all need to get out there and do these things because I think it's, like I said, the future. And it's just – it's so much less expensive to do an arena cross program than an outdoor program. And you make so much more money as a pro. Like, you know, Carson, if he wins – because we raised – Friday nights and Saturday nights, he can walk out of there with six thousand dollars for wow. a week. I like the sound of that. Race, you know, like twelve minutes you're on the bike. <laughs> right. So, I wish I was faster. You know, it's not like the I know, right? And you know, I bring up a fan at the end of the night, and I'm like, oh man. <laughs> right. <I want> <laughs> it and it's not even for him. It's not the the technical aspect of it. It's the repetitiveness. That he complains mm-hmm. about. That he doesn't like how how he says it's in boring. Yes, in arena cross. Yes. Really? Yes. He he he's oh, he's still like so much more nerve wracking. <laughs> and it's like gnarly, and his kids flying everywhere. Like it's just it's so different. Well, that part is nerve wracking for me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but as far as uh, the uh, the actual racing part. Uh, the the pace and the technical part is he's okay with that. It's just right. He says you just go fast and go over the bumps. Right. For him, you know, he says there's nothing else. You know. Kids are always bored though. <laughs> well, remember he's he's a teenager. Yeah. That is what it is. Yes. I'm that's bored, true. mom. That's true. That's true. It is long days for them. I know. Like I see the kids there at riders meeting at like ten in the morning. And it's eleven o'clock at night, and they're still there. I'm like, oh yeah. man, my niece yes. and nephew are freaking out right now. Right. There's no way. <laughs> yes. But. Yes. So what else? What else have you got going on for uh, 18? Um, so the Jetwork Series Arena Cross starts in on February 2nd. So we're going to start, and then that goes across Canada. Okay. And then with the amateurs, they'll race the amateur part of that, and then our outdoors doesn't actually start until like end of May. Mm-hmm. So they'll have a bit of a break between arena cross and, and then same thing. We'll just go back into the outdoor and the kids will hit up all the, re- we have kind of two series. We have a North and a South. So I've got about half of them that do the South and half that do the North. So I try and be at a couple rounds. I kind of try and if I go to one, make sure I go to the other. Yeah. So I haven't got the schedule for the outdoor stuff yet. They're still trying to figure that out because our amateur stuff with CMRC um, up here. Mm-hmm. So we're just trying to figure out, how that's all going to work now, and none of us really have it Figured out dialed yet. in yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, no pressure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know, it's kind of up in the air. It's a lot for, even for Justin Thompson, like, who owns Jetworks, he, he's trying to sort out his nationals, and then all of us that are, like, heavily involved with amateurs are trying to figure out what's going on. I'm sure every region's just driving him insane. I bet, yeah. <laughs> Once it gets going, though, it'll, it'll start working like clockwork, hopefully, from here on out, and that series has been yeah. growing every year anyway. A lot of the, our guys have come up there. And, man, it's just – it to me, it's a premier series now. For sure, I agree. Like, it used to kind of be where, like, 
some of the B riders would come yeah. to get noticed. But now we, we're getting some of those top guys that are coming up here, and they genuinely like it, and they have fun, and they're like, man, this is such a cool series. It's just so different. Yeah, that, that, that's what like small, Ch- Chisholm and uh, like Millsaps have both said. It's just there's no pressure. It's just fun, and you go and it's good racing. And yeah, it, I mean they're still serious about racing, but I think the the vibe at a pro race is much different, and I think yeah. they like how laid back it is, and I would too if I were them. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, you know they're in each other's pits or eating each other's food. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of weird, actually, but it's it's just kind of what we know and what we all do. Like it's what they all run laps. It's what everybody grew up doing. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that's yeah. what motocross yeah, should sure. be. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, for sure. You've got like the monster and rock star guys hugging each other on yeah. the podium. You're like, no, what are you doing? Like, stop. That's, that's awesome. That guy worked for that team last year. Like, it's just hilarious. It's like a weird little. Carnival family that goes to like different towns. Yeah. But I feel like home- I've got to get up to one. I had a buddy, a buddy of mine that lives down here in Texas that traveled up to one a few years ago and raced. And I, I feel like we need to try to do that somehow in the next two seasons. The show go up there because I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I want to. You just let me know. That would be cool. That'd be really cool if we got to that. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Well, we'll be like uh, an online show. Yeah, we can for sure. We would love to. We'll coordinate with you on that. Let's make that happen this year, guys. I'm serious. Okay. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to Canada anyway, so let's do but, it. But not, not anywhere near Manitoba. Isn't that what you said? Stay away from Manitoba? <laughs> no one likes anyone from Manitoba. No, but, well. Oh. Well, hey, I hear we, you. We like four times. Oh, four times. Four times. <laughs> four point, like, nine times. Yeah, he almost got, he almost got five. Yeah, yeah, he was the vice uh, champ one year. Courtney said she likes Pookie, but not Steve. Yeah. True. There you True. go. There you go. <laughs> well, Courtney, uh, we know you're tired, probably just getting off work, long day, ready to kick back and relax, so we won't take any more of your time. But thanks for coming on and chatting with us tonight. We really enjoyed it. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, hey, Courtney. Come on again soon, okay? Okay. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, Courtney. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Courtney Lloyd, ladies and gentlemen. She's funny. Yeah, I she's like cool. her, dude. She's funny. Yeah, she she seems like she um, just like following her social media stuff. It seems like she's just easygoing and looking to have laughs. That's good. I yeah, like, I like I like that. I it's don't, good for the sport having I, the. Win. I like the idea of all their pro stuff. You said you saying it was laid back. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just awesome. I don't think that'll ever happen with with the tech with the shit, American shit, stuff. No. Well, it used to be. I don't know that it's ever been that way here. Maybe a little bit back in the yeah, day. The not. Yeah. Game. I don't know. I'll tell you what, that Carson Brown kid they've got up there, he is legit. Really? I don't know why he's not on a pro team yet. That kid's good. You know, his his parents own that um, BBR, BBR mm-hmm. and so I've got to, I got to meet his parents. And I remember when he was, like, a little kid, and uh, there was a family, like she was saying, the family's awesome. They really are. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Anyways, working for CHP, getting to go out there and, and visit with them. Like I said, they, they're going to put that kid on the best stuff, I'll tell you that much. So when he does break out, it's going to be, yeah. Dude, he rips on a pit bike. I know. Did you Rips. see that deal on Instagram where uh-huh. he sent that huge yeah. triple? Like, I wouldn't have done that I wouldn't, on a big ju- bike. I wouldn't jump that on my 450, probably. No. He's over there on a pit bike just all, you know, yeah. doing his deal. It's ridiculous. So. But, uh, guys, we'll take a quick break. Be back with uh, Chris Cooksey. Hey, this is Paige Craig, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. All right, all right, guys, welcome. Did you did you have it right this time, TJ? I did. Jesus Christ, Keep just do your job. Sound. Because up. it plays a little bit of the drop. For you to come into. Well, let me know after the drop's done playing next <laughs> it's time. It's being done professionally. Right, shut, shut, shut up. Hey, we're guys. recording right now. Shut up, TJ. Anyways, all right, guys. <laughs> we have to edit all that we're out. We're going to get to our next guest. He's a 
buddy of ours, Fly Racing WPS, is Chris Cooksey. Cooksey, what's up, dude? What up, guys? How we doing? Uh, we're doing okay. We're minus the uh, technical difficulties. There's the no, it's being done right. Here. You're just an idiot. Yeah, that's it for sure. <laughs> so. uh, uh, how's the West Coast? Not uh, you're not really on the coast, but you know what I mean. Uh, out in the West, yeah, Vegas. I'm good. It's uh, you know, it's cold. It's the desert. It's yeah. a little uh, little chilly at night, but it's not bad, man. It's you know, it's decent. Well, we were Probably all talking. Same as Texas. We were all talking about go coming out there for the final round and maybe bringing bikes and like. Can you just go out there and just hit the mountains and ride just what you see out there? Out the or do they just like chase you down with police cars and stuff? No, uh, I mean, it, on some places, as long as it's not close to a house, they don't really bother you. There are some places where it's pretty close to a house, so they'll call the BLM. The BLM does some dirty stuff. They like it. They have a UTV. So they take it out there and they pretend like they have a flat tire. So you go up to help them and you get a ticket. Kind oh, of wow. <laughs> nice. That is kind of dirty. Yeah. Well, we were going to – I was yeah. talking to my wife because my son's racing the Arena Cross Series and the final round is there. And we were talking about maybe renting a house for like a week out there, like like a and b And they, yeah. they got one on the north side of Vegas that's right there at the base of the whatever mountain range is there. And I'm like, we could just unload right there and just leave from the neighborhood and take off into the mountains. Which neighborhood is it? Because you can do – like, I literally ride out of my house into the backyard. I don't yeah, know. You I can don't, do it. Come on now. I'm from Texas. I don't know. I just saw an Airbnb that's on the north side of Vegas at the end of a neighborhood. And I'm like, that's it right there. It's like 130 bucks a night TJ's for not, six houses. TJ's not much for the details, Cooks. Right. Yeah, just, just throwing a leg on a dirt bike. Oh, that's like saying, oh, yeah, it's in Texas. You know everyone in Texas, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Everybody. Absolutely. absolutely. I, I used to do that when I lived out in the Barstow area, man. Just roll up, the, roll up to the end of the street and go ride. Yeah. When I was growing up in Texas, we had spots like that. Of course, they're all been built on now, but it was it was fun doing that. Hey, uh, I saw on uh, Facebook you've been riding at a, uh, I guess it's a new track out there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Dude, that track's pretty awesome. It's uh, it's called Western Raceway, ironically, near West, like Western Power Sports. There is no affiliation, but what a great name, Western Raceway. There you go. Uh, it, it's, it's towards, when you leave Vegas, you go over the Hoover Dam, and you go about 20 minutes towards Kingman, Arizona. It's out in this little nice little area. He's got 80 acres. It's built on kind of a riverbed, so the dirt, man, it's nothing like typical Vegas dirt. It's awesome. It's nice to have a second option other than Mesquite. Mesquite's a great track, but as Mathis said on his Hulk <laughs> show, it's not exactly vet-friendly sometimes, especially right. the way they prepped it on Sunday. Right. Um, yeah, this, this new track has got a vet track, a kid's track, a UTV track, and we need it so bad in this area. I, I'm beyond ecstatic that it's... We're going to have that and Mesquite as an option now. Two options is just something we haven't had in a long time. So awesome. is the state and, like, the local stuff, I mean, are they anti-moto or are they supported or? You mean, this, like, Nevada? Like, or... yeah, 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 the Nevada. Like, are they, like, here in Texas, like, they have some rule. Like, okay, a, a motocross track falls under the same guidelines as kind of like a, a gun range. So it's really easy to have a motocross track, and and the government doesn't really shut you down unless it's like a local city or something like that. That is not even close to true out here. There's these ridiculous dust regulations. You could have a gun range damn near anywhere, but you cannot have a motocross track. You have to. There's a lot of I don't know. It, it, there's they used to have these signs that said, uh, "Don't be a dust hole. Don't break the crust because <laughs> the dust." But 
literally we had Sandy Valley, which we had to cross the border. It was in California. Mesquite is technically in Arizona, and then this new track is technically in Arizona. So in reality, we don't even have a motocross track in southern southern Nevada. Period. Oh We're wow. actually over the border on the corners. I um, got what you're saying. Yeah, I was curious about that, and because um, I guess we don't have a dust problem out here. We have trees and grass. So <laughs> yeah, we don't we. We don't have a dust problem either. We have a Harry Reid problem, and he comes up with anything he can do to tie up the land so he can put a goddamn solar plant on it. Dude, but I'm that, not going to go all political on you. That so. guy is a scumbag. I know exactly who you're talking about. Harry Reid sucks. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I'll say, I'll say they, they all are, but I just, you know, like I said, my own personal interest is I like to ride, and they made this stupid desert tortoise endangered. I Shit you not, I go out there, I can find desert tortoises everywhere. They are not even close to extinct, and I don't <laughs> see how they could have ever justified that. But it's kind of ironic that everywhere that he just, you know, roped it off, all of a sudden these solar these solar plants are popping up. And, and those things are, God, they're more dangerous than anything. They're frying birds. And, uh, <laughs> well, out in West Texas, uh, they, had those, they had those big giant wind, uh, what's it called? Windmills. Windmills, but they, they call them the wind turbine deals yeah. out there. And everybody calls them yeah. bird bird blenders because they just there's just just hundreds of birds dead at the base of them because they get hit by those things. Yeah, there you go, environmentalists. Right? Yeah. No, and there's dead birds and snakes. And they're attracted to these things, and you know it's already hot enough in Vegas, at like 115. They fly over this. They literally just cook. And they <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I'll let them cook the snakes. I don't care about that. But the birds, yeah, we might need some birds. Yeah, I like birds. Nobody likes snakes. Yeah. But... Just, just in general, it's just a piss poor excuse for closing off the land to ride. So, yeah. so I haven't heard the 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 pulp show yet. Did you get uh, Mathis in trouble? <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, <laughs> Mathis, I, listen, I'm excited that Steve's riding again. Like you guys, I I know I'm a pulp fan, and I listen to you know pulp, DMXS, and everything. And I like to know the people that I listen to have the same love that I do. And seeing him ride lets me know, yeah. You know, he's got the same love. He's he's one of us. He's not just a guy talking about it. And it's cool to have him out there riding. He got out there. We were going to go to the new track and ride the vet track. But the guy's water truck broke, and he didn't want us out there without water. Just he doesn't want to get in trouble right before he even opens. So I said, Steve, well, you want to go to Mesquite? I said, they don't have a vet track. And we were actually going to take out a uh, gold medalist, Connor Fields. Right. But I called Connor. I called Connor. I'm like, hey. Uh, Mesquite's not a track for somebody who hasn't ridden before. He's never been on a dirt bike before. <laughs> so uh, I, I just said, I, I don't need that on my hands. I, I mean, I can't take him out and get him hurt. And needless to say, with Steve's result, it's probably a good call. Yeah, you can know? you imagine if you had taken them both out and, like, Steve and Connor go down and get injured? You'd be blackballed. Right? No, and, and, and that's why I may have slightly overreacted to this injury. Let me break down the scenario. So – Steve and I meet at Mesquite because we live on opposite sides of the town, and it's basically an hour if we were to ride out together extra onto our trip. But So we meet there. We both unload. We get geared up, and they clearly have overwatered the track. Um, it's They had an RMX race, and apparently at the RMX races, it's a pretty big series through Utah and – or you know southern Utah and Idaho – they like to really water the tracks, rip them super deep, and they try to get ruts to prep the kids for nationals, like, you know, Loretta Lynn's yeah. and going yeah. pro. Like what we have naturally that's, out here. Yeah, that's not what I want to do. I didn't know it was going to be like that, or I probably would have stayed home. So 
we show up, it's muddy, it's ripped, and I'm like, well, be careful, Steve, it's a little slick. He says I didn't warn him, but I swear I did say that. <laughs> he doesn't so, remember. No, he doesn't, that's the thing. You know, I go out there, I come back, I, don't, I see Steve roll up, and he's just muddy as shit, and I'm like, oh, he must have thrown one of those mud puddles. So I didn't think anything of it. So actually, I got out the camera, and I'm like, oh, man, what happened? You dumped it? So I was going to take a picture of him all muddy, because I thought it would be funny. He's leaning on the truck, and he's not in a very good mood. He's ducking the camera. I'm like, oh, boy, this is not going to go good. And he's like, oh, I fell. It hurt my ribs a little bit. And I'm like, oh, okay, no big deal. And then he says, uh, yeah, the, the mouthpiece popped off this helmet. You, can you order that? And I, I didn't even think twice about it. I'm like, okay, mouthpiece, no big deal. So I go do another moto. I come back, and now he's pale. He's got his, his nose is running. I've never seen somebody's nose run for no reason. And he's like, yeah, I spit out blood and he says he never said that. He said that. Right, That's yeah. what got me worried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, shit. You know, and Steve's a bigger guy, and, you know, he hit the ground. I'm like, fuck, man, what's going on? Uh, oh, boy. So then I start running the scenarios. I'm like, oh, my God. Second time out, I've ruptured my spleen. You don't know it's ruptured until later. So he, he's, you know, spit up blood. He's walking around. And then all I said was, oh, is he left? And then he's like, I'm going to go home. So go ahead, go home. So he's on his way home, and I'm thinking, oh, man. What if his spleen's ruptured? What if he dies? I'm going to be ostracized from the industry because I killed Steve Mathers. And I didn't even check on him. <laughs> yeah, we would have we canceled this interview. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Oh, it did. I probably would have lost my job at Western. <laughs> you could just shut down Vital for the day because it's going to be trash me day. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I called JT because I didn't have Pookie's number. And I said, hey, can you call Pookie and tell her to watch Steve? He hit his head because his mouthpiece was broken, and those don't break very easy. His mouthpiece is broken off. He said he was spitting up blood. He said his he said his kidneys hurt, and then he pointed at his stomach, so I don't know what the fuck that meant. Um, <laughs> so was he hurt? Probably not, but I don't want to take that chance. No, you did Needless the right to thing. Say, with any of my friends, I just want to make sure somebody's watching them, so if something does go sideways, like a ruptured spleen, it doesn't turn into something that we go, oh, my God, if we had just checked on him. Yeah, you've been fine. No, you did the right so. thing, dude. I mean, we've all taken some diggers. I've crashed a number of times in the last couple of years, and I've never bent the shit out of my front, my the front end of the bike, and bent the bars and broke levers. He sounds like he hit the ground a lot harder than he's saying he did. One hundred percent. He straight up. I didn't see the crash. That's why I didn't know how bad yeah. it was until he started to leave. I'm like, oh no, he's fucked up. Yeah. You know, and he was because I've done that too. I mean, I pushed his bike up the ramp. He didn't. I didn't even think, and I was like, I was sitting there after he left, I'm like, gosh, dang, he's fucked up. I better, I better have Pookie check on him. Right. So, did, did, that's how that went. Did Pookie <laughs> pull his man card? Like, did Pookie pull uh, his man card and say he can't ride no more? Did, did that actually happen? That, yeah. I don't no, think... no, no, that that didn't happen. <laughs> well, I don't know if you heard the end of the show last night, but when Kiefer was on, she basically said he was done. We're having a, a yard sale at the Mathis household, and, uh, she was pretty much saying he was done. I don't know that was, you know, wasn't 100% serious, but she wasn't really laughing either. You know what? I've got a wife, too. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, it, a, that's, was... a, that's a debate I have on a regular basis. <laughs> Needless to say, you know what? I texted Mathis this morning. We were chatting. And I said, you want to go ride? And he said, yeah, definitely not mesquite. And I said, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, I said, okay, we'll, we'll see what's up and if we can get the new track or whatever. Right. But I'll, I'll I'll check and see if he's still sore shit on Friday. Dude, my wife no, says he's fine. My wife says all that same shit every time I get hurt. 
every single time, and I always keep riding. Well, Cooksey, my wife is here in studio today. She's got a headset over there, listening and shaking her head. She doesn't stop me from riding. She actually sends me riding, so I. She to, wants him to get hurt. Which, uh, she wants yeah. me to get hurt, or <laughs> life, my, my mom has a pretty good life insurance policy on me, so she's over there going to cash in on that. Oh, that's awesome. Now, yeah, my wife, she she lo- she knows what I do. She knows I love it, but she also knows when I get hurt. I'm hiding it from her, so she gets. That's what that's what pisses her off. I uh, I went into a ride day at Trans World, popped my shoulder out, it popped back in. Turns out I had a bone chip underneath there, and I'm swinging around, loading my bike up, pretending I'm not hurt. Meanwhile, she's like, "You're messed up." And I'm like, "I know." She's like, "Is this a surgery mess up or what?" And I'm like, "No, I'm good." And then sure enough, two days later, I'm in surgery. So yeah, it is what. Yeah, my wife's conditioned to it. Right. I didn't tell her. I I crashed after Steve left. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My fiance always asks if I crash. Like, no, no. Yeah, TJ doesn't hide it from me, and I think that's the reason why I don't have a problem continuing. I have my man card. Yeah. yeah. To, I, to, yeah. To TJ never I'll, got I'll his man that. card. What are you talking about? <laughs> he was never issued one at, as a youngster. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. I. I don't offer it up and say, hey, yeah, I ate shit. Right. So she says, did you crash? I'll tell her. I do. <laughs> I say, hey, I'm, not... I'm, I'm hurt, and the only thing that's going to help is you and your underwear yeah. taking care of me. Yeah. That's... <laughs> he's, being, he's being real nice because my wife's sitting there looking at him what are you going to say? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't tell my wife well, when I get hurt. I'll say now. topless, topless and panties and a rub down. Okay. That's all it's going to help. Oh, my. I didn't know that helps. Dark, you hear that, side, Kathy? dark side after dark. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole show. We can't get him to get off of that kind of stuff. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, hey could, did you guys go, oh, ahead. go ahead? No, no, go ahead. Did you guys check out the article with the odds? What, what Th- do you think? That's what I was about to bring up. So you you wrote a, a article with uh, Dan Lamb. Uh, it's up on Moto X Addicts, and it's called Block Passing. Tell us about it. I did read it. Okay, so I. Last year I freelanced. I did. I, I did some work with Thumper Talk. Yep. I got talking to Dan at the, you know, at Monster Cup, and I said, "This is a great opportunity to come over there." I talked to the guys at Thumper Talk. They're like, "Yeah, go for it." So I'm, I'm going to be working with Dan this year, and it turns out we argue about everything. <laughs> I don't think we agree on anything. That sounds like us. I, in, in, in a fun way, just like you guys. So I'm like, dude, why don't we just jot this down and we'll do a column every week. We'll call it Block Passing, where we go back and forth. So he lived in Vegas for 10 years. I live here now. I'm like. Let's not do a regular preview. Let's break it down like betting odds. So my my line was I have Marvin Muskin as the favorite. He's a minus 150 favorite. So you'd have to bet $150 to win 100. Uh, second would be Tomac at minus 110. So you'd have to bet uh, 110 to win 100. And then you get into the pluses. So I got uh, Roxon at plus 120. So you're crazy. To put him at a at a – yeah, he should be the same, at least the same as – Muskin or Tomac. Come on now. Okay, you're telling me a guy who had, what was it? How many surgeries did he have? A ten, lot. 10 or 11 for sure. Or 13. Yeah, I don't know. It was double digits. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with, uh, yeah. I'm TJ, you, TJ. Oh, I'm telling you, he's going to come oh, back man. on fire. Okay, okay. well, I'll say this. I, I don't doubt that that might happen, but I saw him, and here's my here's my reasoning behind it. And I could easily move him to a minus 200 favorite the way I saw him ride and what I've heard about him riding. The problem is, is you have that many surgeries. You have all this scar tissue in there. And I saw him at Mesquite in September. That arm, I'm sorry, it's hard to look at, and it's fragile. Yeah, and that's, if, he, 
if he falls on that thing, it's going to get swelling. It's going to get arthritis. It's not maybe going to end the season, but he might have to sit out around. He might have to get a cortisone shot, and it's just not going to be 100%. Yeah. Will it hold up for 17 rounds? I don't know. Does he have the talent to win? Absolutely. So yeah. that's yeah. where I left. That's why I couldn't give him the favorite. My unprofessional opinion is he won't be able to be consistently top top speed the whole year. I just think, you, like you said, he's going to have some issues. He, he's probably going to crash at least, you know. They all crash at least once or twice, and that's not – how he reacts to that's going to be a big factor. Yeah, and anytime you have a major surgery, it's, it's, it's really weird. And I've had 20 surgeries. I've had four surgeries on my left shoulder, one on my right. What happens is that – and this is just me. I'm not a doctor. I didn't say at the Holiday Inn. What, a, what happens is your, your body compensates after you've had that injury and you have – say if you hurt your shoulder, all of a sudden your elbow will start hurting. These weird things happen, and he's going to go through all that. He's probably going through it right now, and I'm just wondering how much once it's ramped up during the season and he doesn't have that extra day off, how's it going to affect him? Can he make it? Yeah. Well, I don't know. All the tissue damage alone is going to give him fits, just that, not counting the, 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 you know, the muscular side of things and, and all that, just the tissue damage alone from all the surgeries and uh, every bit of that. Cause just go, I, I've been, I'm still going through I broke my leg two and a half years ago, and I'm still dealing with that, you know? Yeah, I mean, he's a world-class athlete, so he probably heals up better than, than, than us average folks. Oh, for but... sure. You never know, and that's and like I said. If I see him ride in Anaheim for a bookie, I could easily change that to minus two hundred. Right. So, right. yeah, he could be the guy. So, and then uh, my my one guy that in the field who I really think could be a shocker is Justin Bogle. I mean, the way wow. he rode outdoors from tenth, and then all of a sudden he wins. I I, I mean, I, if he he's proved he can win on a four fifty, I've never knew him to be an outdoor guy, and then all of a sudden he does that. So yeah. I don't, I don't see why he couldn't do that again with a good start and a little momentum. I don't, I'm not saying he will, but he's my dark horse. So yeah, we he's were having, guy. we were having a talk at the beginning of the show about, you know, who we thought, and none of us brought up Bogle. That's yeah, I think we did him a disservice because I, well, I agree with with Chris on this one. Yeah. Well, and, and you didn't mention like you don't have Tickle in your top five either, do you? Or ten or t- top six? No. <laughs> no. You you and you really think Tickle is? I mean, Bogle could beat Tickle. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I, like I don't consistently. Think... Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't see why not. I mean, well, who who in my top seven do you think Tickle would beat? Yeah, that's that's true. Because um, we were picking Baggett and Wilson like you did in uh, Anderson. So yeah, yeah I, I guess you have a point. You and know, then go... you got it, you got Sealy, you got yeah. Bogle, you got Reed. If you, I mean, there's a lot of dudes. So I don't know. I mean, you, at some point you're at tenth, and yeah, you know, where do you put them? So. This is going to be a really good year. Yeah, I think it is too. I thought the same thing last year, and it was. But yeah, I, I think there's just we get excited every year going in, but some years. But there's are not a than there's not a runaway champion right. coming in. There's not somebody going well. If they don't have the perfect year, then it can be good. This is there's a lot of things going for a lot of guys right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, and it's funny. I, I expect it to be – there's no way it will ever be as good as last season. There's just it, – it, there's no way. You, you'd almost have to fabricate it like WWE to make it that good. <laughs> right. So I think no matter what happens, it might be a little bit of a letdown. But I still think for us purists, it's going to be a great season. I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped about this year. I mean, there's just so many variables and – 
you know, we never know until the gate drops. But I mean, my odds-on favorite is Tomac. We'll just have to see what happens. But uh, we'll just have. I mean, I'm, I'm pumped for Supercross to start. What's up with Tomac, man? He's he's weird. Uh, I I don't understand him at all. It's strange to me that a guy has a father that I looked up to in the '80s as one of the most head, headstrong mentally that I've ever seen ride a mountain bike, just a complete badass. And then Eli literally folds. And it's not just New Jersey last year. He yeah. did it on a 250. Yep. He did it outdoors. I don't understand it. It's, it. You know, Stewart would not fold. He would throw it away. Yeah. Some days, Tomac just doesn't have it. I'm with you on that one. I'm puzzled at that, you know. But, I mean, maybe he just needs to mature a little more. I don't know. Yeah. That. That's why I'm kind of going with Marvin because I think he'll be more consistent. Yeah, I 100%. I think I don't think this is the Marvin era, but I think this is his year. I think he's going to win this year, and then I think either Roxon's going to come back or Eli's going to mature. One of those two, but I think this is his year to get it done. Yeah. You know, uh, every, and it, go go ahead. ahead. I was just say yeah, I agree. Is what I was going to say. Yeah. So. But then again, it's Supercross, man. Who knows? Right, There's right. so much chance. I mean, one practice session, a dab foot, a blown ACL, it's done. You just really never know. I really, really, I'm so glad I'm just checking you know, the news sites every morning to make sure nobody got hurt because I just right. got, what, 21, 21 days or something? I'm yep. like, come on, guys, stay healthy. Come on. So of, of the, like, top five or six guys, TJ and I are both big Baggett fans. That's who we would like to see do well how many races do you think Baggett can win a race and if so how many yeah i'm picking him for daytona no matter what okay. that's my guy in daytona and i from what i've heard off season you know everyone everyone's fast at the practice track right. even Nicol, even nicoletti but he's he's he put it together last year the way you guys were you guys were at lakewood you saw how badass he was oh, he, yeah. he can ride supercross too he's another guy and I actually put him in there. If I, if I was betting against my own line, I'd put my money on Baggett because I do believe at, at a plus 600, that's some value right there. He could win. If he if he gets a podium or two the first two rounds and then maybe snags a win at the third or fourth round, those guys better look out because he's going to get that ball rolling and who knows. So, yeah, he definitely could win. Either way, I, I pick him to be inside the top five consistently and win Daytona. I like it. I, I like that. I, I hope he gets a couple wins. I, I just want to see him keep improving. And, and Dino, too. I want to see Dino get up there and get some podiums. I, I like those guys. Well, we must have a really big question mark because we have none of us have brought up Cooper Webb. Yeah, I don't feel That's good. a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not real impressed with him. I mean, I had to put him in there just because he's still Cooper Webb, and I remember what he did outdoors and Supercross, you know, two years ago. That was really impressive. And everyone's – Oh, he's blowing away Barsha. Right. Well, that's fine. Barsha's a 10th place guy right now. So I'm not real <laughs> impressed with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I just, I don't know, man. The way he, and let's not sugarcoat it, he pulled off at Glen Helen and threw a big fit, blamed the bike. It just didn't impress a lot of people. He wants to ride the KTM. Yep. Will he be able to do it next year? I don't think so. Look at Barsha. He wanted to ride a KTM, too, and he had a shit season. You think they're going to sign Cooper Webb if he has a shit year? Well, no. I don't think so. Roger, no. Roger's not playing that business. And not I, for a second. And I guarantee you Tickle knows that, and he's going to step up to try to keep that ride for next year. 
the, um, the guys that can win can win. They, they, they don't. I mean, they may blame the bike from time to time, but they still find a way to win. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hey, I got another question. Where's Derek tonight, man? <laughs> that guy's voice is amazing. His yeah. butter smooth. Dude, I swear to God, I, I thought it was Ron White, and then hearing him talk, I didn't realize he was a bigger guy. Man, he's. You guys got to have him on every week. You got to have the Derek segment. <laughs> Big I wish, guy moto. Yeah, we might have to call him and start getting him on. You're right. He is rad. Yeah, we've we've kind of uh, starting to uh, compile some guys when other guys can't be in to come in, and Derek is definitely at the top of the hey, list. Hey, Cooksy, that dude can rip on a dirt bike too. And it, it would piss you off because I've, I've chased him around the track and can't keep up. No, I was seriously laughing hearing him tell that story and. and he actually at one point said in overalls, and I could actually yeah. picture that dude riding in overalls and hauling ass. He does. So, no, he, he does. does. Yeah. He does for sure. Yeah, he does. He, he oh. like I said, he was close to 400 pounds. At one point, yeah. Yeah, and oh. you heard him talk about how big his calves are, dude. They're they're enormous. Like he cannot strap a boot. Or he oh, can that's now. Awesome. But yeah. Yeah. But like that's I said, awesome. I don't know if you. Yeah, I guess you heard, but, you know, he rode for Mitch in the 70s, and, like, Tony Stefano was his teammate. I mean, he's a bad dude. Yeah, that's awesome. I like – but I'm – you guys know who I'm talking about, Ron White. The, oh, the yeah. Comedian, yeah. Oh, I yes. love Ron White. Dude, I swear to God, I thought you guys had Ron White on the show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I see this. Ron White when he does his egalmentator set. I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, that dude's Ron White. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's funny. I told him that we got a lot of compliments, and he, he, he wasn't – I almost couldn't get him in here because I didn't know that Mark wasn't going to make it in. You know, he was working late until I was on my way here. I knew TJ wasn't going to be here. And I was like, I don't want to do this by myself. And I started having to call people that were close to where TJ lives. And Derek just was like, oh, I don't know. What am I going to talk about? What do I ask? <laughs> I said, dude, I will give you some questions, but basically it's just like bullshitting with your buddies. Come up with something and, and – he, he wasn't sure about it, but he liked it once he got into it. Yeah, we got to get him in That's, when all of us are in studio. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You could tell when he got comfortable and started telling his stories. And yeah. I, had, I was listening to that with my wife in the car, and she started laughing. It was pretty nice. Funny. Well, I'm going to tell you what, Cooksey. Next time we have him in the studio, we'll have to get you on for a little while to talk yeah. to him. Please do. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Derek fan. <laughs> yeah, he's, awesome. yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a cool guy, man. He really is. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, I got I actually have to video. We're gonna ride together this weekend, so I've got to get some video because I think it was on air. Kiefer said he wanted some video, so uh, I do too, man. Yeah. I, I want to see him ride. I'm pumped on that. Is oh, it, another thing is that so Dan, working with Dan at Motocross Addicts, we've just brought on a couple new sponsors too. We got Bell Ray and we got S Scott Sports. We're bringing on uh, Scott goggles and I know, I know you wear X brand. He, 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 he is giving you the ugliest look right yeah. now. I, I was giving well, the cut. It was good. I right, get nice talking to you, Cooksey. <laughs> it was. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, you guys are brutal. Yeah. So. No, I, 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 lo I have enough love for everyone except for Wendy's. We love Wendy's. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what. Yeah, you, what, you know what? Wendy's was good until Dave died. It went downhill when Dave passed away. I don't know what happened to management or what. So, yeah, you go in yeah. one of them places now. And, uh, anyways. <laughs> anyways. Uh, well, Cooksey, we know you probably got better things to do than to continue to yak with us. You got to pick pick the kid up at soccer practice, so we're going to let you go. But, man, thank you for your time tonight. We always enjoy talking to you. Thank you, guys. I love it, man. This podcast is getting better and better every week. So keep Appreciate it up. It. Appreciate Thanks you, Cooksey. Have a good night, bud. All right, later, guys. See you, later. bud. Chris Cooksey, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we got to get Derek back in here. He was yeah. a hit. Yeah, so, man. I, I, it sounds like it. Yeah. They like Derek and they like Darkside. They don't give a shit about us. They don't care game. about us at no. all. No, they don't. Uh, 
So I think the ratings are better when I'm not here. I so guess maybe, we'll get Derek on full time. Yeah, maybe. Derek, I you're gonna have to get a new job, buddy. I'm gonna have to uh, resign my position, I guess, because hey. I'm done here. So. Derek drives to Dallas like three hours to his job every day, but he could still be here more than probably TJ can. Yeah. <laughs> TJ lives here. <laughs> this is my house. That's right. Yeah. yeah. All no, right. I guess it's just gonna be you, me, and Derek. You get to move yeah, your mic. Hey, that's you the to move your mic there. Well, yeah, we can't hear we'll you. have to get the fans' vote on that. Do, well, do we, okay. do we uh, reorganize the show with Kathy and Derek? Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, so, if you, I, I need Mark over here doing the intros because I he killed it. I tonight, flubbed too. that every yeah. time. I don't know. I don't think anybody gives a shit about me past that though. So it's oh, whatever. But hey, yeah. I, I don't. And, and everybody, I don't. honestly, I've I don't like you either. So fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of messages that people's favorite segment is locals only, and that was your idea. So oh, that's your yeah. baby. I guess so, man. And we kind of had it tonight with Cooksey, but we didn't. We didn't really do it tonight. That's cool, though. Like, we need to we need to figure it. We should have. We had more time we could get into it with Kathy, but it's late. Yeah. Everybody's well, go we bed. started late. Since we don't record live, people don't realize that. But we started late, so I didn't try to book a fourth guest. Well, I'll tell you all what. Peak season's almost over, so. It'll I, slow down after Christmas. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll be here on time from now on, and. Dude, I'm mentally brain fried well, from this. I'm ready for it to be next, done. Next week, locals only could be us talking about TJ actually getting back on a bike. We'll do some riding at Johnsonville. Are you going to be here next week? And the edge, oh, yeah. yeah. Will you be here? You going to be here next week? Yep. All right, well, that's what okay. we'll do. Okay, well, I'll tell Weed. Well, she, technically, I may be in the next three, the next, well, actually, we have Christmas break. Yeah. So, the next week, I'll be in, yes, All the next cool. show. We'll, we'll plan okay. on well, that. I'll tell Weed we got to wait then. Kathy, you might have to join us one more She's time. She's looking and making sure. She's checking my schedule. A Tuesday night. Tuesday night, Kathy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Look at this. She has a like an itinerary yeah. built for us now because of this racing crap. Yeah, y'all got. Well, you got a plan on where you're gonna be every time. All my now. stuff's in my phone. Okay. What? Yes, he will be here. Tuesday night. Good good deal. Deal. Well, again, guys, good big deal. shout out. Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, All Sport Dynamics, MX Girl Designs. That's M X G U R L. Shock Socks, York Welding and Fab, TPJ Racing, Muscle Mark, Dogside, TJ and Kathy. See you next week. <laughs>